Is Brian Harson really the luckiest coach in football? Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken farm, and I am freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Flackerby, and thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. Joining me as he does every single Monday, Lindsey Crosby of Auburn Daily. He is also the host of Locked On MLB Prospects. Following the massive loss, the embarrassing loss, the blowout, to your rivals, the Georgia Bulldogs and the Deep South's oldest rivalry. There's been a lot of uproar, which I, I know we expected it. I It's like, I don't really know what we expected to happen, though. So it's like, I guess it's how it happened, right? It, it's all of the offsides, Lindsay. It, it's all of the quote-unquote little things that apparently is Brian Harson's thing. And they can't consistently get the little things right. Uh, I mean, I guess that's why people seem to be more upset than normal. Yeah, it's it's the thing about this team is think about what Brian Harson has talked about as far as a culture. He's wanted to bring in discipline. He's wanted to bring in hard work. He's wanted to talk about execution and all you know and doing all of those little things right. And then look at what they're actually doing. I mean, there was a stat from Nathan King: Auburn. Quarterbacks have 10 fumbles this season. They are 109th in like there are 108 college football teams with less fumbles than just Auburn's quarterbacks. So, Yikes. you know, Harson's supposed to be good with coaching quarterbacks. Apparently he can't coach them to hold the ball. Um, you, you know, you talk about playing to the whistle and Justin Lee had a great thread on Twitter about this on, on Sunday where he kind of popped off a little bit, you know, play to the whistle. Georgia had multiple situations on Saturday where Auburn players just kind of stopped and Georgia players kept on going. Nehemiah Pritchett couldn't catch Stetson Bennett on the way to the end zone. Weird. There was Cole Kublick had a video on Twitter where he's, he's, he's watching five Georgia linemen, 25 yards downfield trying to help push a, a running back over the next yard line and they get it. And Auburn's guys are all around it. Like these, these offensive linemen outrun Auburn's Auburn's linebackers and defensive linemen to the ball to keep right. pushing. And I, the point that people have made, and I, and you guys talked about this yesterday, what has he done to make this program better? Right. He talks a, a big talk about hard work and execution and discipline and all of that. Mm-hmm. We don't see any of it on Saturdays. What yeah. has Brian Harson done for this program? And at what point do you just say, that's it, we're done? And he's gone. Yeah. yeah. And we've seen the media, and Justin Lee has kind of been the most vocal. And I think he's probably also been the best at crafting how a lot of people feel into words. And he always puts out a column after the game. And I think he does a great job with these. They're often cathartic after a loss, but. A lot of them have the same feel, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you could definitely tell, okay, Justin Lee wrote this, which is good. It's not a bad thing. I think he's a very good writer. But this one that he put out after the game, uh, I DM'd him and told him, like, you nailed this. You absolutely nailed this. And it's it's at oanow.com. And it's what coach is going to want to come here? Look at yourselves. And, right, this big fan narrative that has happened is, oh, my gosh, the way Brian Harson has been treated – 
no big coach is going to want to come to Auburn, which I've said this before, is absolute crap. I brought Chris Gordy on last week, host of Locked On uh, SEC. We talked about this as well. And from the, you know, the conference coverage point of view, he's like, yeah, that's dumb, especially if Auburn's the only SEC job open this offseason. Auburn will probably be at the, you know, the, the best pick of who they want, barring you know some kind of tie of a potential candidate to another school. So one of the things, and this is one of the longer paragraphs from, uh, from Justin Lee's article, but I'm going to read it. He said, Brian Harson has failed, but these fans still have his back. This is kind of an open letter type feel to the folks that are still saying Brian Harson deserves to be here. He's shown no visible proof of concept. His players have progressed and the recruiting rankings are poor. Even the things he says he's good at, Auburn isn't good at under his watch. The man all about toughness and discipline watched his team get pushed around the field Saturday and get penalized all game long. Meanwhile, Georgia plastered commit to the G all across the stadium while tons of top prospects line the sideline feeling excitement for what their future could be at Georgia. Harson's recruiting efforts seem to be years behind and he looks lost when he can't get the automatic pick of the litter like he did at Boise in the Mountain West. And he lists other examples. We'll probably bring them up in conversation um, over the next few minutes, Lindsay. But I think he's right. I, I think all of these things that you've been sold, this quarterback whisperer, this guy who preaches toughness over and over again, the guy that, you know, you take the stairs, you run stadiums all summer long, and in the fourth quarter you get whooped. And it's just like all these things you're saying I think sound really, really good. And the way you say them sounds really, really good. And it's very believable. But based on what we've seen so far, Lindsay, it's just not there at all. At this point, they're empty platitudes. He is, and I've seen this at a lot of different places. Justin Ferguson, friend of the show from the, from the Auburn Observer, was the first yeah. one to have this. Parson is 9-10. and 10 right now at Auburn. He is the first Auburn coach to have a losing record in his second season since Doug Barfield. Yikes. But the thing about Brian Harson that is, I think the most frustrating for me, one of the duties that I have for Auburn daily uh, often is I'm listening to the press conference after the game, uh, you know, and, and I'm writing up kind of what Brian Harson said, what he talked about. Yeah. And Brian Harson has one, there's no reason it should take over an hour for him to get out there to him. Georgia was done. Saturday and Harson hadn't come out yet, but like, what are you, you're not reviewing film because you don't know what happened. What are you doing? But acknowledging that it wasn't good enough and never having anything to say about it. He doesn't actually have any answers for anything. And so when you, you know, when you, they asked him what happened and he's like, well, we played some, we played a really good team. It's like, yeah, this is the sec West. Everybody's a good team. Yeah, you what, what, what did you think was going to happen Yeah, when you got an SEC job? Do you think that it was going to be an easy schedule? Like, what, what what's going on there? I, I'm with you on that, and you could do that for a little bit. And, and, in fact, we defended him for a long time, for a long time. We talked him up all, all summer about, all right, culture, culture, culture. And you talk to these players, and you talk to these team captains, and you talk to, you know, Eku, or not Eku, Derek Hall and John Samuel Shanker, and it's like, these guys are all in. These guys believe in what they're doing. They believe in him. And then it's, it's the little things. You, you talk about discipline over and over and over and over again, and you're one of those penalized teams in college football. You, you somehow one-upped yourself and set a record for the most penalties this season 
with 10, you know, and, and you had, I think, nine against San Jose State, I think is what it was. So it's just mm-hmm. like it's not a good situation to be in. And I want to talk about the quarterback aspect of this in just a second, Lindsay, because I think it's interesting because we talked about, you know, there were there were reports tying him to all kinds of top draft picks going into last year's draft, which I thought was super interesting. You know, he wanted Zach Wilson. He wanted Trey Lance. Those guys were interested in him, you know, and all of that because he had an eye for talent. Let's talk about the quarterbacks in just a moment. But man, first things first, Lindsay, you and I both understand the importance of keeping your home safe above anything else. I'm out of town right now. Haven't worried about my home at all because I trust the folks at Simply Safe. You order a kit, they can send you a kit based on how you personalize it for your needs, and you can set it up yourself. Super, super easy to do. They have a very clean and fun, easy to use app as far as take kind of taking you through the steps of everything. You know what? I love a well-designed app, a well-designed user interface, Lindsay. Simply Safe has you covered there. And so the, the cameras are set up. You are showing the folks your Simply Safe app. Uh, if the camera will focus on if you're watching it on YouTube. But yeah, be sure to check it out. It's so easy to use. It's very, very inexpensive and it keeps your home safe. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash locked on college. Save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free. Visit simplysafe.com slash locked on college to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. I also want to tell you about our friends at the drugstore. The drugstore is the best locally owned pharmacy in the Auburn, Opelika County area. Wait, actually the entire world. I'm just going to say it. The entire world because they know their community better than anybody. And when you're trusting your health with someone, you want them to actually care. You're not just a number. They uh, they also have a ton of um, uh, a ton of things in their store. So just be sure to go in and, and check that out also a very easy to use drive through they also will deliver so be sure to reach out to them because they want to make your life easier so head over to our friends at the drugstore on north dean road in auburn lindsey crosby so the the thing about the quarterbacks and i think some folks with you know that are still pro harson pro he wasn't given a fair shake which is fine you can think whatever you want i i definitely think it's wrong but you can think whatever you want the whole, well, well, you know, he had TJ, then he went down, and then it's Robbie's turn. And it's like, I, what are you doing here? Because clearly, none of these dudes were prepared to go into the season. And also, like, the, the, the way you're calling it, if they would have called the game this past weekend, and I know they had to throw it a bunch because they were down, but if they would have done that with TJ, I think they would have won more games. Like, I, I think they would have looked better offensively going into the season. And, and it's just kind of the way they're using their quarterback in the offense, it's just not working. And the inability to change or the unwillingness to change, I think is frustrating for a lot of people. Yeah. It, when you watch the game, the only thing that feels like it works on offense is a scramble drill. And even then it's not something where, uh, where it's happening way too often because you have free rushers coming unblocked. I don't know why, a quarterback guru struggled so much once um, once he lost Bo Nix. Yeah. I understand the argument if you want to make the end of last season about TJ Finley, about 
he was thrown in. He hadn't learned the off, all of that stuff. We've, we've, we've litigated that multiple times from the show. Sure. Right. But you, we've seen four different quarterbacks play this year and none of them arguably look good. And all four of them are his guy. He brought all four of them in. He brought all four of them in and we all want to diss Gus Malzahn for everything. But the only time Harson has found success was with Gus's quarterback, not one of his four that he's brought in. And I don't know, like, I'm at the point of, okay, so his his quarterbacks haven't worked. His offense, he's had different coordinators call his offense. His offense hasn't worked. Yeah. Um, the defense, he's had different guys call his defense. The defense has played well, especially in the first half. Yeah. The defense he, broke. He, on Saturday, yeah. and that was expected. Georgia I don't held think the, ball. the defense is a problem. The defense yeah. is not the problem here. Yeah. Georgia held the ball over 20 minutes um, in the second half, and like that's just a recipe for like for yeah, injury. Impossible. Yeah, your debt, you know. But he hasn't done anything play calling wise, recruiting wise, transfer portal wise to mitigate the weaknesses of the offense. Mm. He didn't bring in any offensive linemen. Right. He brought back a bunch of guys who are the ones who are doing the penalties. The penalties are not from. Are not from a a redshirt freshman who's a first time starter. It's They're crazy. from yeah. senior, like super senior Brandon Council, thirty two years old. You know his um, his PF. Did you see his PFF grade when I put that up on Auburn Daily? I saw the piece. I think it was negative, wasn't it? Uh well, I mean, I didn't write it one way or the other, right? I just said, here are the numbers, but um, his was worst on the offense. He scored like a thirty two, I think, for by far the worst on the team, and it's just like. I hate it for him. I hate it because like there's no way council has been put in a situation to succeed because yeah. it's like, here's a new position. And and I thought he looked pretty good against LSU actually. And I think he graded like fourth highest on the team against LSU, but still it's just uh, none of these guys are where they need to be. No. And back to, you know, Justin Lee's thing. It's like, what, what are we doing here? And Daryl and I answered a locked on Auburn discord question where it's like, what position group is better now than it was before Brian Harson got here? And it's like, well, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So it's frustrating. But so, so, but Lindsay, as far as like game planning though, like I, we're recording this Sunday night. I just got back from watching the Patriots shut out the Lions, right? And their starting quarterback is hurt. They started their third string quarterback, rookie Bailey Zappi, which there were jokes all over the internet about Bailey Zappi. And Bailey Zappi looked unbelievable. Like, he looked really, really good. Threw a pick, but it's because the receiver dropped it because Nelson Aguilar can't catch anything. Nope. But, like, you see these great coaches, and Bill Belichick and Brian Harson should not even be in the same sentence. I think we all agree on that. But you just see, like, what a good game plan is. Like, he looked extremely comfortable. Extremely comfortable. Zappi in the NFL. And it's just a good game plan helps you so much and it's just you talk about putting players in position to succeed that's what that looks like and then you turn on the Auburn game and it's like these guys are not comfortable these guys are not put in situations to succeed and you hate it you hate it for all of them one of the big things to me is it feels like Auburn calls the exact same game no matter who's at quarterback Mm. and it feels and this is uninformed fan opinion this feels like Brian Harson says, I know offense. I have a scheme. I'm going to teach you to operate it. Yeah. Whereas the difference in a standard coach and a good or great coach like Bill Belichick is Bill Belichick says, here's what you do well. I'm going to make sure that you get a chance to do that 
as mm-hmm. much as possible. And then the flip side on, on defense is here's what you do. Well, we're going to stop you from doing that. Right. And Brian Harson feels more like he's that defensive coach. It's like, we're going to stop you from doing that thing you're good at versus a coach that is customizing the play calls, the scheme, the script to do what his players are comfortable with. And at a certain point, it's not going to look worse. I mean, Auburn didn't cover, what, 30? I know Georgia's a good team. But the gap between Georgia and Auburn has never looked bigger than it does right now. No, you're right. And I understand part of the concern. I think uh, Hokinson from On3 reported this. A couple of people have kind of mentioned this and confirmed it as well. They don't feel like they have an interim coach and a way to structure the coaching staff if you were to fire Brian Harson and the coordinators were to lead with him midseason. And I'm almost at the point of it can't look worse, right? I mean, Bobby uh, it, Ashford I think, completed I think, 30. I think, I think it could. I think it could look, look worse, actually. It's I and mean, it's 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 something where what if tank, what if tank ops out? What if I don't think Derek's this kind of player, and, and I don't know if Tank is or not, but like a lot of these dudes could opt out. A lot of yeah. these guys, what if Jarquez Hunter is like, no, I really like Carson. Uh, I'm going to enter the portal. Like it, I mean, it could definitely get worse. Like we've seen, we, <laughs> we, we are not rock bottom here. Like, I know I, we're not rock bottom, but think about things like Landon King taking a red shirt is not playing the rest of the year. Like you could argue he has opted out. Now he told someone, maybe Nathan King. He told someone he wasn't looking to transfer. He wants to stay at Auburn. But that is a person who has said, I do not want to play for this coach. Yeah. And so we've already started to see some of that. And so the fact that we haven't, that hasn't gotten as bad as it could should not be a reason to not move on from the head coach. Yeah. A lot of these dudes though, like, like Landon King shouldn't play again this year. Like if he wants to red shirt and save a year of eligibility, like, yeah, you, you need to respect that. And, like, firing Harson isn't going to fix that. Like, and, and, and I'm not fully sold. And there's a chance that people know more information about this than me. In fact, I know for a fact there is. But if you fire Harson, I'm just not sold the coordinators would just leave because that sounds a little like career suicide to me. Like, I don't really know what they would get out of that. Now, if the plan is to get rid of law together, like that's cool, I guess. But once again, like I don't understand the point of doing that before the end of the season. I I, I just I don't think I'm going to be swayed on this. Um, I originally was okay, get rid of him as soon as possible if it goes south. But now that I'm here, I I, I just don't. Part of me just wants to make like wear it, make him wear it, and he's got to tout you know a four and eight record for the rest of his career. Like I, I think that's just kind of where this is headed, but I want to talk to you in just a second, Lindsay, about where this turn happened because the media is not having, I know we mentioned Justin Lee. I haven't been particularly kind to him the last two weeks. I want to talk to you and get your opinion on where you thought this turn happened in just a moment right here on locked on Auburn. Got to tell you about our friends at betonline.net as it is your number one source for all football betting info this season. Lindsay's probably eyeing a lot of the MLB playoff action because look, MLB playoffs is kind of like that airport beer. You know what I'm saying? It just hits a little bit different when it comes around. Um, so bet online can make that just a little bit better, but it's the fastest easy way to check in on everything going on, including MMA, boxing, golf, 
Uh, so check it all out. Bet online. It's where the game starts. Before we clicked record, you mentioned uh, you mentioned Brian Stoltz, AuburnRivals.com or AuburnSports.com with the Auburn Rivals Network. He sounded off on Harson, saying a lot of the same things that Justin Lee did. But there's been this massive pivot, and it's just like the media. I mean, he has lost the media. Like the media does not seem to want him around anymore. So my question to you is, when did this pivot happen? When did this step happen? Because it seemed like it was starting a week or so ago, but after Georgia, it's just like we've fully just fallen off. So I was at the San Jose State game in the press box, and I remember that's when I first really started to notice that people were very frustrated about the difference in what we were sold as far as what the team was doing, where we should be, what we should look like and how we were actually performing. Um, I honestly, I think it was the Penn State game. I think having that loss last year and it being a closer game and then bringing them into Auburn, having the benefit of that environment and then just getting absolutely boat raced in the second half, mm -hmm. I think that's what did it. Because Auburn is, I mean, Auburn... Fans love Auburn. And Auburn fans, to their credit, have continued to show up. They showed up for Missouri. They showed up for LSU. They were loud. But the coaching staff, we had heard lo lots of stuff off the field that we didn't like. The recruiting thing, we've talked about that on the show. That was a big part of it. Right. The media's had interactions with him that weren't great. The hat thing and the shirts and, you know, all they've, they've had interactions that weren't great. But you but had the, this the hat and the shirt stuff, I think, was actually him playing the media well. Like I know. Well, yeah, yeah, but to his credit. Some of them to didn't like credit. it though. But but to his credit, saving, like, I think he did a good job there. Yeah. But the saving grace was you had good like Mercer was 42-16. Your offense looked good. Your running game looked good. Everything looked good. San Jose State was close, but you found a way to win the game. And then Penn State comes in, an opponent that is more on your level. And you just get absolutely boat raced in your own stadium. That to me felt like the start of, okay, we were sold a bag of goods. He's talked about all of these things that he's brought to the program, culture-wise, the discipline, everything we've talked about. And we can see here, none of that happened. Yeah. And to me, that kind of felt like that was the start of it, was Penn State came in our house and embarrassed us. And then from there, you struggle. You go to overtime to beat Missouri. Right. You lose to LSU. And then now with Georgia, it's now in the open. And, yeah. I mean, I wrote a piece for Auburn Daily, a commentary piece a couple of weeks ago, I want to say after Penn State, that was Brian Harson needs to go. And the piece, the essence of it was we're not competing on the field. We're getting worse. And he's not recruiting. So we have no path to fix it. Because you are who you are at this point in the season. We are – you know, this is about to be the seventh game of the year. You're not going to magically get better personnel-wise, talent-wise at this point in the season. You are who you are. This is your offensive line. And you can't find a way to make any offense with them. Yeah, and, and the timing of it stinks because I think a lot of the SEC teams on your schedule are down this year. Like, Arkansas. I think a lot of them are beatable. Arkansas, at Texas A&M when they're not playing Alabama. Like, <laughs> I mean... Um, Georgia. I mean, I don't think Georgia was as good as we thought they were. Georgia's I mean, offense in the first half was dreadful. 
Yeah, I mean, he gave you a shot. And if you if you're able to like actually have an offense, I think that game could totally develop differently. Um, Alabama's not as good as we thought they would be. So it, it just kind of it kind of stinks because I think if this was a team, I don't know, like your 2019 Auburn team, like you got a chance to win eight or nine games, I think, this year. And so that's just it's a shame. It's a real shame because like I, I don't think Penn State's great, which in essence makes everything worse, you know. We'll see. Um, Andrew Stefaniak at Auburn Daily every week. He um, after the game, he puts out like five winners, mm-hmm. and the last few weeks have been tough. But one of his winners this week was Auburn basketball fans. Do you see that? Uh, yes, one of my. You know, every for the roundtable at Auburn Daily, one of the things that we ask for is the winner of the week. And yeah. this Saturday, I get to go watch Auburn baseball play. That I'm the winner of the week because rather than watching the old Miss game, I get to go watch Auburn play baseball. Oh my goodness. I mean, I hear our volleyball team is good. Like, yeah, I think they're pretty good. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, good. it's something Northwestern. I'm sorry. Auburn put up Penn state, put up 41 against Auburn. Penn state put up 17 against Northwestern at home. Oh my gosh. To your point of like, we, I don't necessarily think they're that they're that good. We, they scored le- more on us than they scored on Purdue. Mm-hmm. They scored more on us than they scored against Central Michigan. Like a directional Michigan did better against them than we did. Yeah, and, and I'm not I'm not huge on like transitive property in sports, right. but it's still a talking point. It's still North Northwestern at home, seventeen to seven versus coming to Auburn, forty one to twelve. <sighs> Man, how can people find you? Hear you? Read you? All that stuff, but. I'm on Twitter at Crosby Baseball. My show, Locked on MLB Prospects, is available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. We're talking playoffs right now, obviously, and prospects playoffs. in the playoffs. Playoffs. AuburnDaily.com has all the Auburn writing. We'll be back at it. I missed some stuff last week while I was traveling for work. We'll be back at it with the transfer tracker piece on Monday. Find out how your boy Bo Nix did at Oregon. Yep. Um, and you can find all of the merch at AUShirts.com. The yep. uh, big, big seller right now, the Trey Lindsay shirt. New scholarship quarterback, Trey Lindsay. Yep, he's got his shirt up there at AUShirts.com, so be sure to check that out. Also, uh, we got some Auburn basketball stuff there as well. Get ready for the season with that. And also, uh, you know, if you want to kind of start spurring some goodwill, we've got a a portal season, which hopefully Auburn is very active in in the the next few months. You can find all my written work at AuburnDaily.com. You can follow me on Twitter at ZBlackerby, and we will see you tomorrow right here on Locked on Auburn.